0: There's nowhere quite like Istanbul, a city inhabited for more than two and a half thousand years, with multiple names from Byzantium to Constantinople, the capital of three empires. It's a place that's New York one moment, Cairo the next, a bustling, bewildering metropolis blessed with amazing architecture, sensational food, and so much more. Hello. I'm Uti Juncker, and welcome to Walk the World, the podcast that lets you explore the world from the comfort of your own home. In today's episode, we're going to discover one of Istanbul's most interesting areas, where the districts of Beolu and Karakoy meet. This is not imperial Istanbul with its palaces and glittering mosques. This place has been a commercial centre for century after century. And there are lots of stories to tell. We're going to begin our walk at Galatasaray Square on Istiklal Avenue, a rather grand stretch of road which stretches a kilometre and a half from Taksim Square almost the entire way to the Bosporus River. People have been walking along this road for hundreds and hundreds of years, although the name is quite new. It's been called Istiklal which means independence, since the Turkish Republic was established in 1923. These days it's the city's main shopping street and around 3 million people a day are said to come here. We're going to be heading south but before we do there's a couple of things right here that are worth taking a look at. The first is one of Istanbul's loveliest arcades, the Cicek Pasajı or Flora Arcade. Now the arcade was a French invention that in the 19th century swept the world and Turkey, like everywhere else, got in on the action. This is probably the loveliest arcade that survived. It's three stories high and very ornate, topped with a glass stone. That's not the only eye-catching thing around here. There's also a giant set of gilded iron gates on one side of the square. Believe it or not, these are actually school gates. Of course, this isn't your average school. It's called the Galatasaray Lycée, and it was established by the Sultan in the 1860s to educate the sons of the elite. And directly opposite that is the city's historic fish market, Balek Pasari, which now houses all kinds of other produce as well. Take some time to wander through here before we head off. Along with the fresh produce, there's artisanal treats like pickles and jams and lokum, which is what the locals call the treat we know as Turkish delight. If you're feeling peckish, there's a bunch of stalls near the entrance where you can pick up some hot snacks. I'm particularly fond of the midya which are fried mussels served on a skewer. Delicious. So once you've fortified yourself, we can head off. There's so much to look at as you walk down Istiklal, it's it's hard to know where to put your eyes. There are shops, there are restaurants, there are galleries and bookstores. And of course, there's people. If you like people watching, there's always something to see here. But don't forget to look at the architecture, too. In the late Ottoman era, when this was known as Grand Avenue, Istanbul's business titans competed to put up the most impressive new buildings in the latest styles from Europe. Everything from Renaissance to Gothic Revival to Art nouveau Fantastic details everywhere you look. Something that may surprise you is that tucked in among the offices and apartment blocks that we're passing, there's also a number of churches. Of course, Turkey is an Islamic country and you can expect to hear the call to prayer several times a day. But the city of Istanbul has an incredibly cosmopolitan history. For 900 years, this was the largest and wealthiest city in Europe. It's both a power centre and a trade centre, which of course attracted a huge number of merchants, many of whom settled here, building their own communities, complete with places to worship. That's why you'll see churches of all kinds of denominations here, from Greek Orthodox to Catholic. And you'll even spot some synagogues. And there's a great story about this. So in the 1490s, when the Spanish Inquisition was pushing the Jews and the Arabs out of Spain, the Ottoman Sultan actually sent a fleet to Spain to help rescue these refugees. More than 90,000 Spanish Jews were granted citizenship of the Ottoman Empire, and many of them settled in Istanbul, although the Jewish population today is only a fraction of what it once was. At the Shishane metro station, we're going to turn off Istiklal, heading left and then right to get onto a cobblestone street called Sedara Ekrem Djedesi. Now we're taking this street just because it's a really beautiful street to walk down, it's quiet, it's cobblestone, it's lined with lovely buildings. Mind you, if you like a bit of fashion, you're really going to enjoy this street because lots of local designers have their boutiques here. And even if fashion isn't your thing, it's worth checking out the windows as you walk by because there's some shops that sell lovely Turkish homewares and all kinds of knickknacks and different goods that make for some nice souvenirs. And next up, we're coming to one of Istanbul's great landmarks, the Galata Tower, a fantastic medieval tower that's shaped like a cylinder. It was once the tallest building in town, and it was built in the days when this part of town was home to a colony of merchants from the city state of Genoa. At one stage, it was used as a lookout tower to keep an eye out for cities that might flare up across the town. And there's also a great story that in the 1600s, a chap named Hazafen Ahmed Chelebi strapped on some artificial wings, launched himself from the top of the tower and glided all the way across the Bosporus River, distance of about six kilometres. In a nice touch, one of Istanbul's airports is actually named after him. Now, I love this part of town because it's so atmospheric. There's still some fabulous old mansions lining the winding cobblestone streets. The whole feel is quite medieval and quite intimate. You can wander into small squares and you'll see old people sunning themselves and neighbours catching up for a gossip. From here, the street slope steeply down towards the river. You can take a set of stairs called the Komondo stairs, named after the Jewish banking family that commissioned them, which are just beautiful. The, the elaborate design is sort of half Baroque, half Art Nouveau. Once you reach the bottom, you're at Bankalar which, as the name might suggest, was once the centre of Istanbul's banking industry. So as you'd imagine, it's lined with some pretty ornate buildings. One of them has been turned into the Salt Galata Cultural Centre, which often has interesting exhibitions. Also right nearby is something else quite interesting. It's the southern stop of Tunnel, which is one of the world's oldest underground railway lines. In fact, it's second only to that in London. And from here, we're just a short walk to the Galata Bridge, which links the royal district of Sultan Ahmet with the more commercial area that we've been exploring. In the old days, a huge chain was stretched across this waterway to prevent enemy fleets from sailing into the harbour. And when the Ottomans invaded Constantinople in the 1450s, they came up with a creative way to cross the water. They lashed their ships side by side and created a floating breach so their army could march across. One of the first Ottoman sultans did look into building a permanent bridge, and he even invited the likes of Michelangelo and Leonardo da Vinci to contribute designs. But it took another 400 years before the first bridge was built on this spot. Now the current bridge is the fifth one that's been built here. The first ones were made of wood, and some of them were built on pontoons, which was pretty smart so that when they needed to be replaced, they could simply be towed upstream out of the way and a new bridge built in place. Now, the top level of the bridge is always bustling. There's traffic, there's street hawkers selling things. There are people fishing off the side of the bridge. On the lower level, there are some cafes and restaurants, but the touts are pretty pushy. So if you do want to try the local specialty, balek ekmek, which is fish sandwich, there is another option. Keep walking to the far side of the bridge and you'll see a bunch of brightly colored boats that have been moored here. And they also sell these delicious snacks. This is where the locals tend to go. We've had quite a walk, so treat yourself to one or two. You've earned them. Thank you for joining me on Walk the World. I hope you've enjoyed our stroll through this corner of Istanbul. If you'd like to join me in exploring more cities or check out my other podcast, I Know This Place, Find them on your favourite podcast app or on my website, uteyunker.com.au. That's U-T-E-J-U-N-K-E-R. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Walk the World.